Good Erev Shabbos to everybody. We are back together, preparing to transition from the chaos, hustle, and bustle of the week to the serenity, the tranquility, the joy of yet another Shabbos. And this Erev Shabbos, I have a little extra pep in my step, a little extra excitement, as uh, I have a couple bowls of chalent already, a little tohameha. We practice what we preach at BRS, and we invited the community to drive by. Everyone lowered their windows. We gave out bowls of chalent, wished a good Shabbos and a good Chodesh, and fulfilled what we already studied previously, the idea of Zahu, to taste the food of Shabbos and Erev Shabbos, and to tap into that energy, that flavor, to attach into the special spice that is called Shabbos. I want to thank our generous sponsors, my dear friends, Mending Tzipora Fishman, and Zchus for Chaya Rivka, Bas Tzipora Freidel. I told you I saw a beautiful uh, couple Svarim on Shabbos that I picked up recently. This is a Sefer called Sefer HaShabbos, Al Shabbos Kodesh. Not the most creative name for a Sefer on Shabbos, Sefer HaShabbos, but don't judge a book by its cover or its title. It's a fantastic Sefer. And here he has a whole um, entry, several chapters on defining Neshama Yisera, so I want to spend a couple of weeks talking about what does it mean that we have an expanded, what does it mean that we have a broader neshama, what does it mean? We know that we're comprised of two elements. We live simultaneously in two worlds, in two dimensions. We are a body, we have an animal, a nef- we have a nefesh bahami, and we, have a, we are a nefesh chilek elokami mal mamish. We're also a godly spirit and a godly soul. The animal in us has an instinct and an impulse. The animal in us has desires and intuition, has an appetite. But the Tzalem Elohim, the godliness in us, has the capacity for discipline, for self-control. And all week long there's a battle, there's a struggle, and that expresses itself in the area of eating and intimacy, in the area of time, in the area of laziness, in every area. There's a battle between our godly soul and the animal impulse. And we have that ability to triumph, we have that ability to rise above. So what does it mean, though, to have an extra soul or an, or an expanded soul when it comes to Shabbos. Rashi Masechah's Beit Zabir Inyan Nesham Yisera. Rochav Lev Lemnucha V'Simchaz Leos Pasuach L'Revachav Yochav Yishtav E'Nafshar Katsa Alav. The language of Rashi, listen carefully, is that your heart is expanded and therefore capable of having more peace, more serenity, simcha, more joy, to be open and expansive to eat and to drink and to not be satisfied. It adds, It's not some old Baba Misa. What we've always heard, and what some of us have always been telling ourselves or anyone who would listen, that you're allowed to eat a little bit more on Shabbos, and you can't gain weight on Shabbos. Um, it's not such a Baba Misa. Rashi says that Masech is Beitza, that a person eats and drinks more on Shabbos because of the Neshama Yisera. And the Balei HaToslis, Daz HaKenim, say in Parashat B'Shalach, that each, at each of the three meals of Shabbos, you can have two pieces of bread, two loaves, two portions. You can have three colored gefilte fish. You can have a little bit more than you do during the week. Why? Where is there extra room for it? How do you digest it and store it? Neshama Yisera. Now, it doesn't say anywhere that I've seen that you don't gain weight. It just associates having a endowed neshama yaseira with the capacity, the ability, the appetite for more. How do you understand that? What does that mean? Shabbos is supposed to be the most spiritual day of the week, and eating is the most base or animal act that we do among the most. So how do you reconcile the two? I would think that davka, I would think specifically on the day that I am most spiritual, I should want to eat the least, like Yom Kippur. Not the day of the week that I'm the most spiritual. It coincides that simultaneously, I also have the biggest appetite. What does that mean? So, Matzina Smuch in the Perish Ashim Medivrei, he says, we find in, in Bereshus, Vayorach Lekim Yom HaShvi'i, Ksiv Bo Brachim Nei Istinisim, Ubir Be'etz Yosef, She'enem Yechon Lechol Lomatu V'Yom HaShabbos, Yuchol Lechol Sholach Sudos V'Nafshar Katsa. There are people who are very sensitive, Istinisim, 
basically every Ashkenazi with an Ashkenazi digestive tract and irritable bowel and lactose intolerance and every other genetic uh, eating disease who have trouble digesting during the week, but somehow it's described this phenomenon, Shabbos they can eat. Shabbos they can eat. Shabbos gives us the power, the energy, the might, the strength. It gives us the energy, the appetite to eat and drink a little bit more. It describes Shabbos and Yantav as a time that you crack open that bottle of wine. It's a time that you open the single malt or the wonderful, peaty, smoky, delicious island of Isla Scotch. So once you're having more wine, the wine opens your appetite, expands your stomach, and then you'll eat a little bit more. So there's the natural description, there's the physiological description, that if on Shabbos you drink more wine, and wine somehow increases the appetite, or opens you up to be able to eat more, that's how you understand that the Neshami Yisera, the, the serenity, the peace, the joy, the happiness that the wine creates, also creates an appetite. That is the sort of natural, biological, physiological explanation of this phenomenon, but there's something much deeper. And that's what I want to share with you in our limited time together, at least begin this fine Arab Shabbos. It says the following story, this happens to be, if you're part of our WhatsApp group, we have uh, Turn Friday into Arab Shabbos WhatsApp groups, in which uh, Friday you wake up to a message, how to turn Friday into, a, into Erev Shabbos, and you have uh, the recording of this from the previous week. So this morning's, this morning, what those who subscribe woke up to is this Gemara. Kesar, the, the Roman Caesar said to Rabbi Shur ben Hanani, What is that delicious aroma? What is that incredible smell? You walk into a kitchen that's cooking Shabbos food, oh, it smells. You can be trying to make the same foods on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but it smells totally different than when you're making it for Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. So Amar Lohs, Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanani, tells him, Tavla Nechad Yeshlon, Shabbos Shmo. We have a special spice, and it's called Shabbos. Shana Matil Nesocha, we put inside of it, and the aroma just wafts through the air. So he said to Caesar, give me some. He said, I can't. Only those who observe Shabbos have access to this spice, and those who don't, don't. So the Maharsha Rashmul Aydels in the back of the Gemara asks, we've studied this before, but we didn't quote this, asks, isn't it a lie? How is a Jew allowed to lie? How can a Rav, how can a Rabbi, how can a Torah personality lie? How could you say that there in fact is a spice? You can go up and down Macha and Yehuda and you're not going to find the spice called Shabbos. So the Masha answers, in fact, Taka, there is a spice that is called Shabbos and there was a special spice that went in and that's what it is a reference to. However, the Ben Ishchai, Ben Yoyada, gives a different answer. He says, and this is the origin of Toameha, I argued today, that the special spice of Shabbos is the attitude, the energy, the passion, the personality, the anticipation, the excitement of the person who's making that food. It is not a spice that gets added that's housed in the spice cabinet. It's not a spice that gets measured in one of your measuring cups or dishes or spoons. That spice is the personality of the person who's making that food. If you're distracted on the phone or watching something that's narishkeit, or you're angry or mad or impatient or envious, then that goes into the food. But if you say, Lekavit Shabbos, Kaidish De Arizal said that a person with every food that they are preparing, with every ingredient they add, they should think Lekavit Shabbos, Kodesh, this is to honor the Shabbos. That all goes in, that's one of the ingredients, and that creates a beauty, a taste, and aroma that you can't find elsewhere. So therefore, says the Sefer, It's apparently a medical scientific phenomenon that if when a person is eating, 
they are specifically, while they're eating, they're worried, they're anxious, they're concerned, they're stressed. It ties your digestive system in a knot, and what you're eating will not go down well. And it could cause illness. So he says, you know what the pshat is, that we have a spice called Shabbos and we add it? What we mean is that when a person has a peace of mind, margin, space, serenity, tranquility, when a person is able to disconnect to the world around us and connect to what matters most, that peace of mind, that serenity, that joy, that happiness is the ingredient that we're adding to this food. The food is not absorbing our stress and our anxiety and our worry. It's not absorbing our envy or our anger or our competitiveness. The food instead is absorbing our being happy with what we have, our taste of the world to come, our letting it go, our putting it down, our putting it aside on the shelf. And therefore, when we eat such type of food, you digest it altogether differently. You don't digest it with your kishkas in a knot. You don't digest it with all kinds of Ashkenazi symptoms and illnesses. You don't digest it in a way that makes you sick. You digest it in a way that makes you healthy. So going back, what did Rashi and Beitza mean? What did the Baliatosos mean? That the Neshami Yisera is what enables you to eat more and eat better? What it means necessarily is not the quantity of the food or even the quality of the food. It doesn't necessarily mean that you should dive face first into carbs on Shabbos or you should fress on seven desserts on Shabbos because if you think it won't impact you on the scale on Motzei Shabbos, empirically we know simply that that is not true. So what does it mean? So he suggests so beautifully that maybe what it means is the very same food that you have no appetite for, the very same food that you digest so harshly, the very same food that you can't enjoy when your neshama is twisted in a knot, when you have the neshama yisera, what's the neshama yisera? It's the same neshama, it's just not tensed up in a muscle. You're the same person when you're like this. You take deep breaths and now you're much more expansive and you're much more open and you're breathing much more freely and you're flowing. You're an entirely different person. You're the same amount of matter, but that matter is not constricted and tense and tight. It's now loose. And it's now broad. And the same is true with the neshama. Is the neshama that's a neshama that's in a knot? It's the neshama that's anxious and worried and so much to do and so fearful and so anxious? Or is it the neshama that's just let go? Is it the neshama that's taken a few deep, deep breaths? Neshama and neshima. Is it a neshama that has taken a neshima and therefore it's let go? And now it's expansive. It's a neshama which is yaseira. And when you take a few deep breaths and when you're a neshama that's a yaseira, now you can eat in a way that doesn't make you sick. Now you can eat in a way that makes you healthy, that nourishes. Now you can eat in a way that elevates. Yantif, there's a big machlokas, whether one has an expanded soul on Yantif. This expanded soul that you, we, we recover and we rediscover our neshama, our soul, when we take a neshima, a breath. Everyone thinks that this is Far East religions where it is the modern focus on meditation, that deep breathing can heal. But it's not true. It's not true. Western medicine also knows the value of the respiratory system, of not breathing in a shallow way, of not living tense, but of lowering your blood pressure and your pulse and improving your respiratory system by taking deep breaths. The neshima, the deep breaths, reinstate and rediscover the neshama, that deep soul. And when we do, we come back to life. And when you're in a healthier way of breathing and living more calm, more tranquil, more, more confident, 
then you'll also digest better. So there's a correlation between this neshama yaseri that Shabbos, Shabbos says, take all your worries, and we're not going to pretend they're not there, we're just going to put them on a shelf. We're not going to pretend they won't be back. They'll be there after Havdalah. But 25 hours, take a break. 25 hours, don't talk Corona. 25 hours, don't talk convention. 25 hours, don't talk, don't talk politics. 25 hours, don't talk about are we in the cone or outside the next cone or how many more cones are there to come of weather that are being warned in Florida. For 25 hours, take a break. Take deep breaths and recover and restore your soul through nishima, through your breathing. And now that new expanded soul can enjoy a meal. Now you can have a glass of wine. Now you can enjoy a delicious, a delicious meal. Yantif, maybe you don't have it. Why? Yantif, you're allowed to cook. So you say, I still have to cook for Yantif. I still have to make the next meal. I still have to. So once you're already talking about what I have to do, the work there is yet to do, so therefore your neshama is not yisera. You haven't let it go and you haven't expanded. It's still tense and it's still too tight. And he says the following now. Should we save this for next time? I'll tell it to you now. We'll end with this. Uh, we'll end with this. B'sefer siyach sarfei kodesh mevi b'shem ha-reb henech alexander the Alexander Rebbe, we've been quoting a lot lately. The great Alexander Rebbe, Tzchus Yagen Aleinu, explains Rashi the following. Hinei b'kol ha-shavua yesh melcham v'neshama v'guf ha-guf rotsu lechol v'neshama e'nene rotsu l'zoz t'l'yuch ha-lechol harbe ki l'famim minatzeach ha-neshama. All week long there's a battle. The body wants to eat, and the soul says, food? Who has time for food? Who cares about food? The neshama is trying to cling to our creator. The neshama is purely spiritual, and the body wants to fress. The body keeps going back to that cabinet for the Trader Joe's corn chips, for the Cape Cod reduced fat, but kettle-cooked potato chips. I'm speaking about my neighbor's pantry. So the body is desperate to dive into that food. But then the soul wants to elevate. The soul wants to transcend. The soul says, food, who has time? So food, the Hebrew word for bread is lechem. The Hebrew word for war is milchama. Every time we are tempted to eat bread, not just a carb statement or an Atkins statement, but bread, lechem, whether break bread, bread meaning literally bread or bread as a symbol of all food, but every time we want to eat bread, we're entering a war, a war between our body and our soul, a, a war between our, our appetite and our discipline. That's all week long. See, when I eat dinner Tuesday night, there's no mitzvah to eat dinner. The mitzvah is to stay healthy. I eat enough in order to be healthy. But when I eat dinner on Friday night, I'm singing zmiros, telling stories, I'm laughing with my children, I'm playing games. In good times, I'm hosting guests. Now that meal is a mitzvah. So there's no longer a battle between the body and soul over that food and over that meal. And therefore, the Neshama Yisera of Shabbos, on Shabbos, where the meal itself becomes a platform for a mitzvah, it is no longer it is no longer the stage of this battle between the body and the soul. And that's what it means. The Neshama Yisera, that on Shabbos, when we have this Neshama Yisera, then food is, no longer, food is no longer the source of conflict. Food is now the source of solution. It's the place of harmony between the body and the soul because it agrees that you could transform and elevate the act of eating and the meal of Shabbos into something holy. Azayzak, that is the insight of the great Alexander Rebbe. Thank you for joining the Shabbos. We should all merit. We should be zocha to transform our physical into spiritual, the mundane into the holy, to win the battle all week long, and then on Shabbos to enjoy the expanded, elevated neshama, to be able to dive in, still being healthy. The quantities and the quality of what we eat, we should still be conscientious, and we should still be holy. None of these sources I saw said that it's true, you won't gain weight through eating on Shabbos. It's not true. You still have to be careful. But it means that the whole way you'll digest 
It means you're alive. It means you can let go. It means you can relax. It'll all be waiting for you, Moti Shabbos. Wishing everyone a happy, a healthy, and a holy Shabbos. Next week, please, God, we're going to start a little bit earlier. We'll put out a, a time as Shabbos starts to creep earlier. We will move earlier as well.